Since 1936, in a rural road in Elkhorn, Wisconsin, many sightings have occurred of an alleged cryptid. It is described as between six and seven feet, humanoid-style body, covered in fur, and with a head resembling a wolf. You're listening to the Mysterious Bruce Podcast, and tonight we bring you the case of the Beast of Bray Road. Welcome to a deep, dark, dank, moist basement. Somewhere in the bowels of Georgia. It's becoming a little close to the witching hour. (laughs) It's getting late, man. But tonight, we are tackling a cryptid case. And this one is the Beast of Bray Road. Before we get into that, since we are in the great state of Wisconsin, what are we drinking there, Slappy? So tonight we're drinking New Glaria Spotted Cow, naturally cloudy farmhouse ale. I know I ain't going to like it, so don't expect me to be drinking much because I don't like farmhouse ales. If you don't know what that is, that means it's it's uh, they, they have the, the vats open and they let it gather natural yeast in order to ferment it. Not good. It's a little. It's a little Belgian-y to me. And it's I, a little I don't different. Like, I don't like Belgian beers, so I'm just going to be sipping. Yeah, he may sip. I may. But in the but the in the the in the spirit of the brew, the brewcast the podcast I have to be drinking. Yeah, we can't not. All right, so <laughs> we have the first alleged sighting. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're just going to jump into sighting? We're no, not going to describe them? Hey, 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 hey. That's enough <laughs> out of you. This all started back in 1936. <laughs> the Beast of Bray Road is a famous legend known for its location. Guess where? On Bray Road. It starts along Highway 11 east of Elkhorn and winds <laughs> west to Highway. It's late. Actually, they named their highway NN and I-43. They just must have run out of names up there. NN I-43? No, Highway NN. Let me let me give you this one more time. <laughs> Please do. Bray Road starts along Highway 11, which is east of Elkhorn, and winds west to Highway NN mm. and I-43. Okay. Just on the other side of Elkhorn, area high school. Gotcha. The Beast of Bray Road is a creature that many people claim to have seen in Racine, Walworth, and Jefferson counties in Wisconsin. The first reported sightings of the creature happened on Bray Road near Elkhorn, and these sightings are what lent the beast its name. However, sightings do not only occur on Bray Road. Yeah, very interestingly... There's another cryptid in another state that's very similar in description, and that's the Michigan Dogman. And as a matter of fact, I just went to to the, our research, our deep dive research of Wikipedia, and the first sighting of it was in 1937. 
which is very um, coincidental. Coincidental. In Paris, Michigan, a Robert Fortney was attacked by five wild dogs and reported that one of the five walked on two legs. Rut row raggy. Yeah. It has been labeled as a werewolf in newspaper articles. And in fact, the beast has not been sighted there, according to some websites, since 1990. But we have a website that says, no, 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 that is still going on today. What, that they haven't seen the Beast of Bray Road? Near Bray Road's what this one Oh, no, no, said. no. I watched a... I watched a... Uh, Documentary? No, not a, a show, a cryptid show on Discovery Plus that was... Dude was having... Uh, sightings like on his property. Yeah, I've got him in our research. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. no, this shit's still going on. Even oh, though, yeah. even on the Wikipedia page, it says the the last reported sighting was in July 2020. The bre the bre best in the biz, y'all. Best in the biz. <laughs> the beast is also known as man wolf. Man, oh, that's a good name. Yeah. Man, man wolf. Well, in the 30s, they didn't have a lot of good vernacular. <laughs> like I said, some people believe it is a werewolf. Others think that it is a hybrid between a wolf and a Bigfoot. And, of course, there are people who believe that it is some unknown species. There really is no way to know unless a specimen is found with every other cryptid. Yeah, found as in shot. There's also the possibility that the beast is, in fact, some creature that we are all aware of that simply scared some people enough that they believe it to be something bigger and scarier than it really is. Common theories as to what known animal the beast could be includes wolves and bears. Now, a bear ha- bears have been seen walking on two legs, but not very long. And the Beast of Bray Road has been reported as been seen on all fours. But most uh, sightings are on two legs. So, I don't know, man. It's just, I would like to think that when people see a bear, they know it's a bear. Yeah, I, I have a hard time with people that have these vivid descriptions and then people are like, throw them to the side eye. They just misidentified a bear. No, it was not a bear. I have been, now it was a brown bear. I mean, a, a black bear, which is a lot smaller than brown or Kodiaks or whatever, or grizzlies or whatever. I've been, I went to Amnicola Falls one time and my wife and I, we saw a black bear. And guess what? We immediately knew it was a black bear. It's just, I just don't, I don't think it's. I think it's very hard to misidentify a black bear or a a bear in general. The beast can reportedly run or and or walk on all fours or just its hind legs. It has been seen eating its prey or scavenging on roadkill or carrion with the roadkill in its hands with its palms facing upward. It has never to date, attacked anyone, but some witnesses claim that it has acted aggressively toward them. The, this aggressive behavior includes running at people and jumping on their vehicles. The creature's diet is not known for sure, but it's seen, like I said, eating carcasses. Sightings of the Bray Road Beast 
may go back as far as the 30s. However, it wasn't cited frequently or reported thoroughly until 1989, and that is when the... Journalist Linda Godfrey did a piece in a local paper on the beast. Most of the sightings have occurred when one or more people stumbled upon or drove past the animal while it was eating or possibly scavenging. Sightings of the animal have tapered off, but they still are sighted today. Some of the characteristics of the beast state that they think it is supernatural and possesses a ability to shapeshift, while others see it as pure physical cryptid lacking any paranormal abilities. It has been described as having grayish-brown fur from head to toe, half man, half canine, or wolf. It is all, or I'm sorry, all sightings state that it has the head of a wolf, has shiny yellow eyes, pointed ears, Stands on all fours or leans back on its haunches and can stand on two legs. It is very lean and muscular, and it's around six feet tall. Some have seen this creature eating its prey, like I stated, with its hands, palms up. Some have suggested that the creature has ran at them and attacked their vehicle. Now, the first documented sighting was Mark Shackleman. And he was a night security guard at the St. Coletta School for Exceptional Children. A little before midnight, he was carrying his flashlight and was walking the grounds. Now, the school that he is the security guard at was located inside a former Franciscan convent outside of Jefferson. And the grounds covered several old buildings, an orchard, and wide open fields where several old Native American burial mounds have been preserved. Mr. Shackleman was in his 30s. He was a husband and father trying to support his family with this uneventful job. Now, in rural Jefferson at the time, there wasn't much to worry about except for the occasional burglar or some teenagers playing a prank. The night in question, Mr. Shackleman was crossing the fields when he saw a shadow. He squinted to see what it was. A hunched form was on all fours digging into the mounds. He stated that it looked like a canine the way it dug. It could have been a dog or maybe a wolf, but even from far away, Shackleman could see that the thing was way too big for that. Suddenly, it looked at him and then stood up. The sleek, hairy body unfurled to over six feet. It had a shaggy canine face, but beneath the thick fur, there was a muscular body of a man. A low growl echoed across the field, and he smelled what he would state was rotting meat. With his heart racing and trying to control his heavy breathing, he stepped back. He states that with a sudden violence, the thing turned and ran off into the trees and was gone. The next night, he returned for his usual rounds, and as he walked the fields, he saw the shadow again digging into the same mound as the night before. This time, he gripped his flashlight tight, ready to run or swing it if need be. Again, it stood up, but this time it opens its mouth. Yeah, here, here, I'm going to interrupt and I apologize, but this is something that it's in my research came up time and time again. 
is that this creature actively flees from the presence of humans. Like, if you're a vicious werewolf-type creature... If I'm six foot tall, muscular, and have the head of a wolf... Yeah, seven foot tall, muscular, head of a wolf, fangs, all that shit. Why are you going to flee from humans? I'd be like, screw you, this is my area. But yeah, that is reported time and time again that as soon as it knows it's being seen, it flees, which I just find that very peculiar. Shackleman would state that he saw fangs hanging down and its lips were pulled back in a snarl. It growled at him in what he described as half-human, half-beast speech. He didn't move, and again, the creature turned and left. He would never see it again, but the growl stayed with him for years afterwards. As it should. Then in 1964, Dennis Flaw, I'm sorry, Dennis Fulis claimed to have an encounter with the beast described by Shackleman. This time, it was near Harvard, Illinois, around midnight while he was driving what? home. It's in a different state? Yeah. Unacceptable. It can't be the beast of Bray Road if it's in Illinois. It was around midnight while he was driving home from his job at Admiral, Admiral Television Corporation. Mr. Fulis turned onto Highway 89 from Highway 14. Suddenly, his, high, his headlights shined on an odd creature sprinting across the road. Its fur was a dark brown and it looked to weigh over 400 pounds. Mm. This height was even higher, and he put it at as high as eight feet. That's a big boy. The beast jumped a barbed wire fence, disappearing into the woods. There was little evidence after the sighting except for an area where the beast pushed corn aside as it ducked into a field. In an interview with author Jay Rath, Mr. Fulis stated, quote, I was awful scared that night. That was, <laughs> that was no man. It was hairy from head to feet, end quote. I was scared. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> In right. I was startled a little. To quote Rodney Carrington, there was two movements, a bowel movement and a physical movement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. In 1972, there was a sighting. A woman called police to report an attempted break-in. When interviewed by the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources during the investigation, the woman stated that the intruder was a large, unknown animal. It approached her home and tried to enter through a door. She later reported the beast returned to her home and injured a farm animal, inflicting a deep wound that extended from one shoulder to the next. Her description matched that of the Beast of Bray Road. The only evidence left behind was a footprint which measured over 12 inches in length. I mean, I don't know if that's... As, I mean, that's not that big. Barefoot? Got a 12-inch foot? Well, I mean, if it was a penis, then yeah, that's pretty big, but... <laughs> How about spit everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking about a foot, man. That's a foot. That's a foot that's a foot. That's not that big. Oh, you're killing me. I mean, we're talking Bigfoot prints are like 24, 37, 412 inches long. True. <laughs> I mean, you, factual evidence right there. No denying those measurements. <laughs> oh, me. Now, there are a couple more sightings. I uh, can't find. Oh, God. Really? Okay, this, here we go. This is our research guy, folks. Yeah. 
1999, there was another sighting, and this was by an 18-year-old girl who was driving down Bray Road near Delavan when she says her right tire hit something, lifting it up off the ground. She stopped and got out to see what she had run over, but there was nothing there. She looked to the side of the road and saw a massive wolfish form standing on two legs. She rushed back into the car, and as she hauled ass away, the beast leapt onto her trunk but slid off in the slick rain as she sped home. Oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) When she came forward with her story, many other sightings were reported as well, prompting both further investigation and mockery ensued. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing, is if this shit really goes on, which I believe it does and you believe it does, it's so hard for someone to come forward and tell their story because they're going. They know they're going to get ridiculed. Yeah. I mean, you, you got NASA scientists start talking about UFOs, and they're getting ridiculed. You're getting police officers reporting Bigfoot sightings, and they're getting ridiculed. It's 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 a lose. It's a kind of a lose lose situation, man. Another 1999 sighting was an employee of the Elkhorn Burger King who witnessed the beast running along the road. She described it as a, quote, very powerful, fast runner. Several others reported strange footprints around the area, and Elkhorn's animal control began a file that held numerous accounts of unidentified walking animals. There is a documentary on Amazon Prime called... Oh, I tried to watch it. You recommended it to me. I tried to watch it. I've, I could. It's pro- a little slow. I could produce a better movie than that, man. I'm sorry. But in that documentary, they actually that was terrible. <laughs> interview the animal control officer, and he has the file, and he makes no bones about it. He believes that it is out there. Well, I mean, you have eventually. When enough people come forward and say the same thing over and over, the same description, the same occurrence, like so similar, you have to start taking it seriously. It's a requirement by law. You have to. I'm sorry. Would you not agree? I agree. Some of the questions that are asked is what time of day is be seen and most of the sightings occur between 10 30 p.m and 5 a.m yeah that would be the time sightings uh occur all year round but peak in wisconsin between the months of august and october when high cornfields are a great cover that that makes perfect sense another question is where can i camp on bray road to see this answer nowhere it's uh, a road. It's a it's road. A highway. And all the land is generationally owned yeah. out there. You will get shot. Yeah. There's a difference between southern rednecks and northern rednecks. Southern rednecks shoot things to eat. Northern rednecks <laughs> will shoot things to kill it because it's trespassing. I don't agree with that, but I we'll, agree with I'm going to go with I'm going to let you. I'm going to let it slide. My wife's got some I'm kin just, folk I'm gonna in let Indiana. They're a little slide. rough. I don't know if that's true. I do know that those smart asses up north, uh, we went to Indiana one time, and I told the person I was with, I was like, hey, they don't have sweet tea in the north, so don't even bother asking. First thing, y'all got sweet tea? Waitress looked at her and was like, what's that? Like, I tried to save you. First of all, well, I know that, but first of all, those two damn words describe each other. Like, sweet. Tea that is sweet. Yeah, tea that is sweet. Don't fucking 
can tell me you don't understand. Well, I don't know what that, I couldn't possibly know what that is. Now, sidebar, my dad used to travel all over the U.S. for a, well, let's just say he's his statute of limitations. I wished. Um, <laughs> for Sharp Electronics, working on their cash registers, and he made the mistake of going to the great state of New York and asking for sweet tea, and they brought him a hot cup of tea with sugar. And so, well, that's not that bad. Well, and here's how my dad at least they tried how my dad handled it. He poured the sugar in the hot tea, dissolved it, and then asked the lady for a large cup of ice filled to the brim. Perfectly reasonable, yes. So, getting back to the original story, (laughs) there's a lot of sidebars in that. Another sighting was December 22nd of 2006 near the town of Waterton, Wisconsin. And this is a person named Chris. I just wanted to tell you of a possible sighting around Milwaukee. Two summers ago, two co-workers of mine were driving home from work one night. They were following each other when they saw a large creature cross the road in front of them. A young lady who was in the first vehicle said it was walking hunched over, using its hind legs and one front leg. She said it looked almost as if it had one hurt leg the way it moved across the road. She said she could clearly see its head over the top of the front of the SUV, of her SUV as it passed in front of her. She said it was dark-colored, lean, and had shaggy, matted hair. Another lady who was in the second vehicle behind her stated the same thing. They were embarrassed to report it, but did contact Miss Linda Godfrey. There is a long sighting in November of 2006, around 1.30 a.m. This sighting states that a man spotted a 70 to 80 pound deer that wasn't on his, quote, pickup list for animal control on Highway 167. East of the Holly Hill entrance on Church Road, he picked the deer up anyway, noting that it was still limp, probably a fresh kill. The man stands six foot tall and weighs 230 pounds was able to hoist the carcass into the truck with a little bit of effort. After getting the deer in the back of the truck, he left the tailgate down and got into his cab to make some notes. He also left on the light that illuminates the truck bed. He had flashing amber lights on top of the cab and he had the windows rolled up and the radio playing loudly. Quote, the first I knew about it was when the truck shook, he stated. I thought it might be the wind, but then it happened again, only stronger. I looked in the rearview mirror, and I saw it. It was standing on the ground, bent over the tailgate, reaching into the back of my truck. It had its paw out and had the deer by one paw. I froze for a few seconds from being shocked, threw the truck into drive, and stepped on it. The man estimates he looked at the creature for about five seconds before flooring it. The creature had, quote, pointy ears, triangular-shaped and they looked like big wolf ears standing up on its end. The main feature that made me realize it was not a bear was it had a long muzzle, and its head was more like a wolf than a bear. As he drew away, he heard a metallic clang, which he recognized as one of the aluminum fold-up ramps he used to help drag large specimens into the truck bed. Folded up, the ramp is about one and a half feet wide by two and a half feet long. He guessed that it was tangled up in the legs of the deer. He then drove a short distance and decided he wanted to go back to see if he could retrieve the ramp. He drove back, 
mindful that the creature could still be in the area. He didn't notice anything, and both the deer and the ramp had vanished. He continued his rounds driving around until 4.30 a.m. and trying to decide if he should report it. He was afraid of being made fun of, but finally decided this was something large enough to be dangerous and that the sheriff should be alerted. He drove to the sheriff's department in West Bend, walked in, and made his report. Yeah, see, I mean, that's a perfect example. Thank God he had the the balls to to report it. I don't know if I would have. Because exactly, you're going to be ridiculed. You're going to be known as the guy that, you know, the weirdo that claimed to see Bigfoot. Or claimed to see the dog. Fucking Bigfoot. Claimed to see the Beast of Bray Road. Like, who wants that shit? Now, later in November, on the 12th of November of 2006, another witness came uh, came forward and stated that he saw the same creature two years earlier on Highway 60, describing the same features. And then later that month, a media circus ensues. Mm. Imagine that. And then after the media circus, two more sightings were confirmed in Washington County. This was near or around 8.30 p.m., the next day, two young men and a Wisconsin man have sightings. So this thing's making some headway in the month of November. Yeah, buddy. Now we get into some more recent sightings. And Mr. Lee Hample, also known as Roy Smith in Miss Godfrey's <laughs> book, Monsters Among Us. What? Yeah. Well, Mr. Hample owns a 35-acre hayfield near Bray Road near Elkhorn. For three and a half or three plus years, he has been doing research on his is farm. That, is this the gentleman on the TV show yes. that I mentioned earlier? Yes. Yes. Okay. He has been doing the research on his farm in an effort to discover what the beast is. Many unusual occurrences have taken place. So on August 21st of 2017, this is on his blog. And it's, quote, recently there have been two very unusual sightings at my hayfield on Bray Road. On May 5th, 2017, around 9.30 p.m., I turned out of my driveway and saw two very bright orange-red eyes looking at me. That would be the moment I moved. Yeah. I'm out. He keep, stated that the eyes... my stuff, I'm gone. He said that eyes were approximately three feet off the ground or shoulder height. Which I'm thinking is a small man at shoulder height. Yeah, shoulder height at three feet? Yeah. Well, I guess maybe if you've been over, I don't know. No, no, no. That's just wrong. Maybe he misspoke. He did see a dog man. He states that, as I approached, I then saw one orange red eye from the bottom of the four-foot embankment with one foot of grass growing on the roadside. I would think that the eye was from five to six feet from the ground. As I approached closer, thinking I'm going to see this animal, suddenly I saw an eye 15 to 20 feet out in the field, and almost immediately the orange-red eye was another 15 to 20 feet further out into the field. It moved extremely fast, and I did not see any body, just the eyes. The next morning I checked for tracks and found tracks on the edge of the field. They were approximately 2.5 inches by 3 inches. I could not find any tracks further out into the field. On August the 11th, his son and a friend, along with, excuse me, Mr. Hample, were in his pickup truck at approximately 9.45 p.m. 
and they were parked in a hay field. And he states that he, I still have 10 acres of first cutting hay to bale, and we were spotting, spotlighting above this five foot tall grass. His son had his thumb on the five foot mark. Then two bright, large, round, golden yellow eyes popped up over the five foot tall grass and looked at us for about five seconds and then ducked down. Then we started driving around the edge of the field, spotlighting as we moved. Two more golden yellow eyes popped up above the grass and then ducked down. The grass seems too tall to see a deer's eyes. Then he states on September 24th of 2017, he put out 18 roadkill deer in his field from a period between September to June. And this is from the year September 2013 to June 2016. 16 of the deer were carried away. Some were mutilated first. Others were carried away whole. He has pictures on his blog that range from May 30th to June 7th of 2014. The deer in the pictures did not meet, do not appear to have been dragged as the grass is still standing. So, ladies and gentlemen, there's something going on near Bray Road. Absolutely. I mean, it's pretty clear that something weird's going on. And I, I can't, uh, maybe you have the name. I can't for the life of me remember that TV show that he was on. But, man, it was some compelling stuff. I walked away from that going, damn, there's something going on. It was a Discovery Plus show. It was very interesting, but I, I, I watched it a couple months ago, and I can't remember the name. My apologies. If you know the name, let me know. In the documentary on Amazon Prime, they interview him, and he talks about how he scavenges the surrounding area for roadkill, and then he will put the roadkill out in front of trail cameras to see if he can capture anything. And he said it always seems like it's there, and then the next frame it's drug off. Yes, on the show that I watched, he showed footage of where there was a deer carcass there, and then... The, the the trail camera took a picture. You couldn't see anything. And then the next picture the trail camera took, the deer was gone. And I'm telling you, my jaw was on the floor. I think the compelling evidence for him is none of the surrounding grass, because he lays the grass down where the deer's out, and then none of the surrounding grass is laid over. So exactly. it's like it picks it up and just yeah, walks off. exactly. And what could do that but a bipedal cryptid that's fucking hungry? Looks like a damn wolf. You know? I bet if he saw more than one set of eyes, I bet they called their friends and were like, "Hey, this guy's putting out food." Well, yeah, I mean, you got to think. I mean, if if we're gonna if we're gonna side with the fact that this is a real creature, I mean, you would there would have to be a breeding population. There would have to be several, or I or mean, the lifespan on this thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, tremendous. from nineteen thirty six to twenty twenty, you said on Wikipedia. Yeah, we're all, it's almost almost a hundred years. I mean, what animal lives that long? I mean, tortoise. Yeah, tortoise. I don't think cockroaches do, but like a tortoise. I mean, but most mammals don't have that long of a lifespan. No, I agree. And if we're looking at dogs, I mean, dogs are what, what, the maximum 15 years? Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to have to believe that there's a breeding population out there if we're believing that this is real. But I don't know if it's real, but there's something going on out there. We will put a link to Miss Linda Godfrey's website, and it has 
sightings upon sightings upon sightings. And it is really, it's on my bucket list, folks. I'm going to go to Bray Road before I die. I ain't going at night, though. And I'm probably not going to see nothing because I'm going to go at like uh, 9.30 in the morning (laughs) when it's good and daylight. But I'm going to go. Basically, there was a huge sighting. I don't know what you would call it, but the year 2006, she has probably 20 sightings documented. And it's all over uh, the area near Bray Road. Duh. It's called the Beast of Bray Road. Well, she doesn't go as far as Where else Illinois you gonna, and Indiana. Where else are you going to look? A lot of times it's seen between Lake Geneva and Kenosha, Wisconsin. Not Kenosha. Y'all. It has been seen as far north as Coach stated in Michigan. Is that north? That's Someone east. Re- Someone reported that it was seen in West Virginia in December of 2005. Different creature. It ain't traveling that far. No. But the Beast of Bray Road, ladies and gentlemen, is a strange, strange cryptid because it does not appear to want to interact or attack humans. Which, I mean, you would think something with the the size and strength and and, and ferocity, may, it would just do whatever the hell it wants. I mean, well, we, well, we say that it's it, it avoids humans, but we you also reported it's jumping on people's cars. True, and then like that one guy, <laughs> they actually do interview the man that it reportedly took the deer out of the back of his truck. And that was investigated pretty thoroughly on the documentary. And you can tell, you know, that that man is still shaking up from the incident. I promise you, dude, if I see any type of cryptid, I would love to see Bigfoot. Love it. But I would also be scarred for life. <laughs> There's no way you can see a creature like this and not be terrified. Agreed. It's going to affect you. You just saw a dog, a seven-foot-tall dog walking on its hind leg, walking on two legs, and it stole a deer carcass out of your truck? Forcibly enough to take one of your metal ramps out along with it. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to remember that forever. Well, here's another thing I want to <laughs> know about Wisconsin. Do you have that many roadkill that some poor bastard has to go out in the wee hours of the morning and pick shit up? I mean, this man was out... One thirty, four thirty in the morning. I don't know. Maybe. They also interview some of the local farmers, and they are very apprehensive about telling of their encounters. Well, of course. Nobody wants to get ridiculed. So, we'll get into our theories at this time. I will side on the fact that this thing has a high prob- probability of existing. I want to agree, and I do, but again, you got to talk about a breeding population if you're going to believe this. I mean, the thing can't live forever. What would be nice, and I could not find it in my research, would be a geographical map with kind of like pins. Of all the sites. Yeah, it's not that, it's not as popular as Bigfoot. Like, you can go to the BFRO and you can get that, you can get a map of every Bigfoot sighting. So, yeah, that would be nice, but I don't know, man. 
I want I want to believe and I do, but I can't help but be very skeptical because of the the nature of a, of a breeding population. There would be I don't know. There would be more sightings. They would have to spread out more. It's so isolated to that area, mo- mostly. It's not. There's been other sightings elsewhere, but the majority are right there. Well, the naysayers will say that they, they uh, <laughs> I've never seen a young one. Well, you've never seen a young Bigfoot either. But. You've never seen a young pigeon. You ever seen a baby pigeon? I did because my sure, daddy raised them. I sure as hell haven't. They exist though, because you see them adults. There's a lot of there's a lot of animals you don't see, and oh, where's the body? Where's the dead? I mean, do you know what the woods does to things like quickly? Yeah. If you're, especially Sasquatch, we believe that they are extremely isolating and extremely avoiding of humans. Unless you, know, unless you believe the four one one and they're abducting humans constantly. But anyway. They're so far out that they die, man. The woods takes care t- takes care of that real quick. Well, and it's also been theorized that they bury their dead. Too. I, I do know that theory as well. Of course, I do. But I don't know. I mean, I think they're intelligent enough to. Oh yeah. And maybe that's what happens. And, and nature takes its course, man. Well, recommendations. I will recommend that you suffer through the Amazon Prime documentary it was i do need to watch it i was just do not watch it late at night because you will fall asleep that's what happened i was just like man screw this i'm watching justified again (laughs) (laughs) i am on uh season the drew thompson season season four and i'm seriously this is like the at least the 10th time i've been through this entire series but it helps me try to go to sleep. I have the worst time falling asleep. You have no idea. But Drew Thompson and Justified helped me. So if you've never watched that show, that's my recommendation. Watch Justified. I was going to recommend Matthew Santoro, but Justified's good. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> best, I like it a lot. Best show ever. All right, ladies and gentlemen. What you you didn't recommend anything? I just did, you retard. What did you recommend? I recommended the documentary. Oh. Hell yeah. Idiot. <laughs> I'll go watch it sometime. <laughs> he totally forgot that within 30 seconds. Dude, it's like after midnight. It is. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. And this was the case of the Beast of Bray Road. Deuces. Deuces.